We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You knew it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! You know it! Why? You tell the story! Why? You tell the whole damn world this is bad territory! Woo! I'm ready, guys! And welcome back. Uh, first time in a very long time. We are back. We are back. Two weeks. Two weeks we were on break. It was a nice two weeks off. Not a single person tweeted at me asking where the podcast was. So no, either did. either no one cared or everyone just assumed that we would be back at some point and they were just quietly waiting. Oh, I think mm-hmm. selfishly I was like, I wonder if people will miss us. And then reality is no, nobody missed us. <laughs> maybe maybe we were in like just purgatory. Like maybe if we had wait if we had not done a podcast maybe like three or four weeks yeah we should have taken this week off we should yeah and then but there was too much to talk about this week I mean we were supposed to do this yesterday but thankfully we pushed it off just because we wanted to talk about the NBA draft stuff as well so we got a lot of stuff to talk about that yep um, but then football <laughs> how'd, you spend, how'd you spend your two weeks of break okay so the last time we were here I was brain dead because I was studying for a test which exactly. I didn't do very well on but I'm okay with that and then I ended up going to Bonnaroo to relieve all of my uh, added stress from doing that. Bonnaroo is the best four days anyone can spend if they're into that type of thing. Um, came back and then what did I do last weekend? We went on a rafting trip up to Sacramento and went down the American River. Nice. And uh, that was a very sober trip, as you <laughs> might imagine. <laughs> uh, it was a great time. and. I got to see the demise of the best team of all time, so that was awesome. Can you can you say they are the best team of all time now? I'm still saying it, okay. but I don't think a lot of other people are. <laughs> no, I don't think so. My friend texted me; it was perfect. Will texted me; he goes, "We are the Patriots, the 2007 Patriots, the bleep <laughs> bleep bleep." bleep. <laughs> yeah, the Patriots can attest to it. The Panthers from this past year can attest to it. Um, it's been a rough year for Seth Curry. It has. Right? Banging the drum at the Panthers. And now I feel bad that I rooted for the Broncos because I feel like I just did myself in. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that might be it. I think anyone from Carolina has just had a bad year. Yeah. UNC, national Long title game. Crying. Michael Ooh. Jordan's. Ooh, Carolina Panthers. Ooh, Steph Curry. Ooh. It's a North Carolina thing. It's a North Carolina thing. I'm telling you, that's what it is. That's... 
they don't have a hockey team. What's next for them? Back to football? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be a good year. Don't they have a football? Don't they have a hockey team? Carolina Hurricanes? Uh, Are they still in existence? I don't know. They were when I was younger. (laughs) Yeah, they're definitely around, but I think... Did they move on? Or did they change their team name? I don't know. Is the Wild? No, that's the Minnesota Wild. That's Minnesota Wild. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Maybe the Hurricanes. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't follow. Uh, tweet at us. <laughs> I don't, yeah, tweet at us. Let us know. Granted, um, we could easily just go up on ESPN and look it up, but we don't. We don't want it. That's a lot of effort. <laughs> Tell me about your two weeks. Uh, my two weeks. Let's see. Um, we went. My parents are looking for a place here in the Bay Area, so we went house hunting for a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. Whereabouts? Uh, just anywhere in the East Bay. I think that's that's where they feel most comfortable. Do you know what like neighborhoods uh, you're at though? Yeah, I was in Alameda for a lot. I have a lot of friends, uh, like just uh, older friends that have families that live out there. Yeah, you were over by me. Yeah, I'm in Jack London. Exactly. Great area. Um, just, it's a nice neighborhood. Uh, did that, uh, prepped for this week, which is for our church. We have a vacation Bible school, so we teach kids Bible stories all day long from 9 to 3. Today was day one. Oh, I am exhausted right now. <laughs> Roll reversal. I love it. <laughs> Spending a day with kids all day. Woof. All right. Yes. We have oh. brain dead Rob in attendance. And we yeah. have Andy who's just full of life. Yeah. I'm talking to myself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because I got day two of this vacation Bible school tomorrow. And then I have a wedding in Napa on Saturday. Where? Like in uh, Napa? Oh, yeah, in Petaluma. An actual vineyard in Petaluma. Uh, uh, so, Beautiful. yeah, that's going to be a long day, too. <laughs> you will not be doing Bible activities. <laughs> Probably not. A lot of church people will be there, but it'll be, a, I think it'll be a very fun time. Uh, will be plentiful wine? There will be plentiful, plentiful. Uh, you know, as we talk right now, um, the NBA draft is going on. It is uh, towards the end. It's actually the last two picks uh, of the draft. We're still waiting on... Ty, Ty Wallace's name being called, which is not looking very likely right now. Um, not so. with Gary Payton having. He hasn't done. No, GP two has not been picked either. So that's, that's crazy. I would draft him. Yeah, I mean it's strange because there's so many. I mean GP two and and Ty alone, we think would be drafted, but there's at least five or six international guys that have been drafted that won't be in the NBA this upcoming season, nor the next like two or three years. Um, they've been draft uh, just draft and stash guys which which baffles me because and I'm going off topic for a little bit but baffles me because the, the collective bargaining agreement allows the salary cap goes up a, a crap ton next season yeah and so this draft is is uh, I think that goes into effect I think next week or next next week so when the free agency pool opens up this is the bump by 22 or so million yeah 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 so but these draft picks uh, will be signed to contracts pre that. So let's just say arbitrarily, let's say if a first round pick or like a like a top three pick, you know, CBA wise is guaranteed 12 mil, right? Right now, the new CBA might have them at 24, 25. So you're getting guys for a lot cheaper. Yeah. So that's why apparently this draft was a hot commodity. That's why a lot of teams wanted to get talent in this draft. Just get three or four guys from this draft. Keep them on your roster. Try to develop them because you're getting talent at a way cheaper rate. It's like that year in the NFL when, like, right, 
No, it's the opposite situation. They <laughs> 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 instituted the rookie contract. Exactly. exactly. It actually it, like, yeah, it went down. Yeah. Because if that's, I mean, we'll talk about Jared's contract in a little bit, but if that was the case, I mean, Jared could have had a, Sam Bradford's contract would have been nothing compared to what, or what Sam Bradford signed with the Rams when he was the number one overall pick would have been nothing compared to what Jared would have gotten. So, but thankfully they don't have that anymore. Those contracts were outrageous, by the way. They haven't even proved anything in the NFL. Jamarcus ruined it for everybody. That's right. He ruined the party. Yeah, he did. He did. Came in. It's like 50 mil guaranteed. Perfect. <laughs> Let me just hang out with some coding and do nothing. So my buddy Matt told me this story about Jamarcus, which was um, kind of amazing. So he – I cannot verify this whatsoever. So it might be made up. But it's a good story. So um, assistant coach comes in, would come in and hand Jamarcus Russell – uh, a DVD and back in the DVD days and say go and look over these plays and then let me know what you uh, look over this tape let me know what you thought and then come back and we'll talk it over and so Demarcus goes watches the tape comes back and talks it over and it's like oh you know I really saw this and this and this that I can improve on well the disc was blank <laughs> oh oh what a cruel cruel test so but at the same time like he didn't even go to that point of effort. Oh, hard to believe. But, hey, man, I, he's probably chilling for the rest of his life, so. I mean, it's like the, what's in the movie, Draft Day. Um, oh, it's such an awful movie. With the one, was that the one with um, whatever his name is? Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did not like that the one. The movie wasn't great, but it was a good insight into what happens behind the scenes because you rarely you know, get to see. And I'm sure they did their research enough to kind of show what happens actually. Like, you know, guys literally sleeping in their office on the phones every day trying to make – Hey! Oh! And Tyrone Wallace gets picked. Oh, hello. High five. Is that oh, the last pick of the draft? That is the last pick of the draft. Hey! Yeah, 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 there it is. He oh is going to the Utah Jazz, ladies and gentlemen, the Utah Jazz. I, we are extremely sorry if we just yelled into your ear. Uh, but uh, Tyrone Wallace is now a member of the Utah Jazz. Granted, second-round picks, you know, it's, it's like it's like the late, you know, five to seven rounders in the NFL draft. That's the comparable. got a text. Um, but, <laughs> I mean, I'm, he got drafted before GP2. Everyone yeah, thought GP2 cool. would be a mid-second-round sec, mid pick. All right, round two, pick 60, Utah Jazz, Tyrone Wallace. Dude, that's oh, huge. That's but do huge. I want a Utah Jazz jersey? I'm sorry for all the Utah fans that are listening to this, but do I want a Jazz jersey? I mean, I'm already – we'll talk about Jalen in a little bit, but – Oh, man. Dude, two, you're getting that Celtics jersey. That's going to be dope. Two Cal guys in the draft. It's been a while. It's been a long time coming. Uh, Alan Crabb was the last guy that was called. He was so good, man. Um, he was so good. And he was – very good. He's going to get paid this year. Um, so by the Warriors, I'd love to see him on the Warriors. That would be cool. I mean, he could I'd cop that jersey. I would. I would. I would too. <laughs> hey, if he if he takes over the Brandon Rush spot on the roster, not not minutes, but roster wise, if he were to just replace a small forward with another small forward, if Crab takes that, I'm happy with it. Dude, he can hit threes and he plays great team. Exactly. That's what you need. Three and D. That's kind of drafted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's just made the night. Yeah, that did. Celebration here at wow. the podcast. Yeah. Speaking of which, we uh, are here drinking beer as we record. This is the first time we've actually had alcohol in the pod. Are we supposed to say uh, that? Yeah, we can say that. Yeah. We just can't. Um, profanities. Gotcha. So so it is uh, been sponsored by Anchor Steam. 
Or we wish it was sponsored by Anchor Steam. Secretly. Secretly. <laughs> so I have a story about that too. Um, back in college, we went to the Anchor Steam Brewery and did a tour uh, with a bunch of friends of mine. And we were on the brewery tour going around. And we had this really nice gentleman that was helping us the entire time. And I, of course, was wearing all my cow football stuff because I only wore that stuff <laughs> my entire time in college. So I ended up um, talking with the guy there. And he was like, oh, yeah, I went to Cal. And I actually ended up uh, like playing a little bit on the team. And I was like, oh, do you really? And he's like, yeah, you might actually know my name. Um, it's Joe Ayu. And I was like, no way. Yeah. Paper Airplane. Yes. Mr. Paper Airplane. Mr. Paper Airplane was giving us the brewery tour. And I was like, asking him how he got the job. Mind blown. Mind blown, right? It was amazing. So he ended up uh, loving the fact that we were all from Cal. And I don't know if I should say this, but I'm sure he doesn't listen to it. So he bought us all, like gave us all unlimited pictures of trying all these beers. And it was awesome. I'm sure he has to do that every once in a while. So... VIP guest. And hey, yeah, it's coming back. There Return on your investment. <laughs> turning it around. That's right. We're turning Just, it around. We're secretly sponsored, but might have purchased Anchor Steam. <laughs> uh, there you have it. There you have it. That's my Joe A. story. All jokes aside now. Okay. Time to move on to some Cal Sports talk. That's probably why most people are listening. I'm sure some people might have turned off this episode just because we were on tangents for the last 10 minutes, but... We did see Ty Wallace get drafted, so good tangents. Good tangents. That was a very good plus. And we talked about Joyu, who <laughs> apparently, if you get if you get lucky going on the Anchors team tour, you might run into Mister Paper Airplane. By the way, if you don't know why we call him Mister Paper Airplane, it's because he holds the Guinness World Record for uh, distance thrown uh, via a paper airplane. Yep. So. Um, a Cal, former Cal quarterback holds a, holds a Guinness World Record. It was a nice throw. It was. It was a very nice throw. It was very great nice form and perfect touch. Like just off as he let it go. He didn't. He didn't try to chuck it. Attention to detail. Yeah, that's what it is. Very soft uh, touch at the at the end of his fingertips. He felt the ball leave his fingertips. All right, uh, let's start with some Cal quarterback news. Um, Zach Klein has signed with Fresno State. Um, I didn't know that with Fresno State. Yes, uh, I believe, uh, yes, apparently uh, Dykes gave him a glowing recommendation, uh, so he's moving on to there. I don't know if it's official yet, but that's the word that's been on Twitter. Um, so he reunites with uh, former Cal assistant coach, Burl Toller, who is now the wide receivers coach out in Fresno State. So who knows, maybe maybe Burl kind of gave his little input when they were looking for a grad transfer quarterback and said, hey, you know, yeah, pretty good. Um, you can slay it. Yeah. So that leaves us with a grad transfer quarterback in Davis Webb, a junior quarterback in Chase Forrest, a sophomore quarterback in Ross Bowers, I believe. If he didn't redshirt last year, I can't remember uh, if he yeah, did. Probably redshirt. He probably redshirt. Didn't play so, the games, yeah. So. so redshirt freshman in Ross Bowers, and then a true freshman in Max Gilliam. And Victor. And Victor Vermontes. Um who I don't think will play into the quarterback competition at least this year, just because I see. I don't think so. I just don't think so. If he came in the spring, I would say yes. I just don't think he can catch up in terms of playbook and stuff enough. He's got such a big body. He though. does. He does. He. I mean, he. I can't think of a like a perfect comparison right now. Ben um, Roethlisberger. Not as tall. <laughs> not as tall. Not as tall. Oh really? Yeah. So that's the thing. So how tall is he? In between the, I think he's in between the six two and six four range. Uh, 
Alright, that's a good size. Yeah. So, I mean, apparently we're trying to, we're going to try and play him at linebacker at least his first year here. Oh, I didn't even know that. Because he played, he played both ways. So, everyone likes him at quarterback, which is because he's good. Um, but he's also a, yeah, we, 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 we badly need linebackers. <laughs> um, so, it's cool that you want to play quarterback and all, but. <laughs> Positions of need. Positions of need. Uh, number one, linebacker. Number two, linebacker. Yeah. Number three, linebacker. So Davis Webb, um, I mean, as it stands right now, I don't, there's nothing in his way for him to become the starter. I just I just don't see it. I don't see a reason for him coming in if he wasn't at least slightly guaranteed a little bit of favoritism uh, towards being the starter. I think now it's like between – the Mel Kuyper putting him as the number one senior draft prospect. Then him being a lead 11 counselor and then with that that one pass. Exactly. And then the way that the coaches have been talking about it, I don't think – they're definitely playing it safe. Like they don't want to – Just let everyone know. Yeah. They're, they're not going to come out and be like, yeah, he's the number one. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's actually – I think it's cool. I'm excited. I'm more excited now than I was when he initially committed just because yeah, of same how here. much is kind of like snowballed off of it. Yeah. I mean, who knows? This is a this is a long time. This is a year from now hypothetical, but if everything plays well, if everything goes according to plan, no one gets injured, our game plans are sound and we play amazing games all throughout the year, we might have hey, who knows, maybe another first round Number yeah. one overall quarterback taken, like it's it's in the realm of possibility. Like it's not so far fetched if he's rated as the number one senior quarterback, and if he plays to that level, then I mean, with the numbers that he's going to probably put up, I wouldn't be surprised. Especially with the new wide receivers that we have now, I wouldn't. I definitely would not be surprised if he broke one of Jared's records. Single season records. Yeah, yeah, single season records. I mean, he can't beat any career records. That would be insane if he beat any career records. But just single season records, maybe touchdowns in the game or yards in the game um, or completions in the game. I At least yards in the game I think is is possible just because the guys that are on the team now are definitely more athletic and can make people miss. Like they can get extra yards. The guys before, the guys that just got drafted might have had sounder hands. But I think these guys have that little bit of that that shiftiness ability to get, you know, catch the ball, make one guy miss, and get like three or four extra yards. Yeah. And that's going to go a, a long way. Totally agree. I think more potential for maybe a couple of drop passes that we weren't used to seeing. Exactly. But much higher potential for big dynamic plays that we hadn't seen because um, not that Bryce and Trevor like that. Those guys and Kenny weren't dynamic. They didn't have that quickness. As much, I mean, Bryce, yeah, Bryce did, but the other guys weren't as fast and shifty and dynamic with the ball. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't wait. I can't wait for football season. Someone asked me today, should I get football season tickets this year? It's a Cal student right now. Yes. And I said, if there's, student? if there's any year to get tickets, this is the year. I mean, regardless of whether we win or lose, just this, just the schedule alone that we have, you know, take away the Thursday and Friday games, but just looking at the week by week, who we have at home versus who we have away. We have Texas here. We have Oregon here. We have LA here. We have Stanford here. Like that, those four out of the six alone is already just 
that's a pretty good lineup of games that you can just attend. That's a great point. Especially with Texas being a night game, too. That's just going to be epic. And you get a Marshawn Lynch ball head. Oh, by the guess. November 5th against Washington. Oh, yeah, Washington's here, too. Um, November 5th, the first 10,000 people. I don't know why I'm... I'm publicly declaring this because I want those bobbleheads. I don't want more people to know, uh, but they're giving they away. They better do like a forty thousand giveaway because those lines are gonna be nuts. Oh my goodness! I mean, I don't. I don't think they've announced the game time, but let's say it's like a 12, 12 o'clock game. There's gonna be people at the gate at nine or even earlier, probably like eight, just at the gate. <sighs> I hope they do like a. They extend the number of giveaways because, I mean that's. That actually might be a really good way to sell out the stadium. No, I think that might be our most ten years. <laughs> <laughs> that in Texas, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Marshawn, because of Marshawn fans and Cal fans, just will attend in just because of the memory. Um, especially if Marshawn's at the game too. Oh, that'd be insane. Oh, he's gonna be there. He has to be. Um, but then the Texas game is just chilling. Yes, you you had that story about him playing ping pong. Yes, but uh, I've continued to hear that Marshawn is just. Chilling in the bed. No, yeah. I mean, you could literally go to his store, let's say, like, let's say twice in a week, and you're 80% chance of running into him. Yeah. Just there. So. I'm going to go. Yeah. I need to get some Beast Mode stuff. It's a great store. They're, personally, the one I'm looking at right now, it's red, okay? Yeah. What? It's red. There's a red one. But. but uh, red and what? It's, it says Beast on it. But it's when you. Red? Yeah. But when you, when you. But the cool thing is it's like a sweat activated shirt. So when you work out or something, and it, it uh, letters start to come out, and it says "I am beast mode," like it, it bleeds onto the shirt as you sweat. Oh, gnarly! Yeah, which is really cool. Um, I've never seen that type of shirt before. Where's that Broadway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right next to the sub, right next to the Starbucks on Broadway. I think it's eight hundred one Broadway, I believe. And if anyone didn't know, we are sponsored by <laughs> the Beast Mode Store. <laughs> Which is located at 801 Broadway. 801 Broadway. 801 Broadway. Hopefully Marshawn knows that we're doing some marketing for him. Um, so yeah, there Marshawn on the podcast. Let's go. We got to get that. Um, so yeah, uh, that's the quarterback situation here. Uh, we actually got a quarterback recruit, which we'll talk about a little bit more when we get into recruiting. Uh, but one more about this year's recruits. I know everyone was holding their breath about a specific athlete that declared to us late. Demetrius Robertson is on campus, ladies and gentlemen. He is on campus. Uh, granted, he could still leave before classes start, but no, he's not leaving, okay? Can we can we stop being like the really, really negative fan base like that we are about ourselves? We're not, it's weird. We're not negative about any other, any other like program, you know? It's not like we bash on every other program. We bash more on ourselves than we do anything. Stanford's probably the only other program that we bash on. Really? Oh, yeah, I see what you're saying. Totally, hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. yeah. So. we are really uncomfortable <laughs> with our <laughs> it, it it stems from the idea of Cal can't have nice things. Yes. So I think it's really hard to believe when nice things come our way. That's the question. Though. When did that start? I I really, I mean, it was a late blooming thing. But then if you ask someone that's older, like. I mean, when I was growing up, I used to go to the Cal Stanford games and we'd always get whooped in by Stanford and I'd have to listen to the Stanford fans being all chummy on the bus ride home with my dad. And be like, is this how it always is? He goes, yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it's like. Welcome to the life of being a Cal fan. And then sure enough, you know, he was like, oh yeah, you should consider going to Cal. And hooray, I yeah. have signed up for a lifetime of this. Well, not really. I mean, we had a little bit of a golden era. 
like right before we got to Cal and you know the two three years that we were at Cal because we did we did all right. I was a big fan during those days. I, I was. I, I still like. I still feel a little shortchanged. Yeah, that 07 season definitely feels shortchanged a lot. I mean, because yeah, so that was my first college football experience. I had no idea. I'd cut. I mean, for me, the <laughs> I was I was. I went. I came to this good of a football school. Like that was my initial thought. And you and I talked about this. How this yeah. is no longer no, exists. No, no, not at all. But I mean, it's it's incredible what happened that year. I mean, we can go into the what ifs at another time. But as I said, Demetrius Robertson is now on campus. I think bridge program starts in like a week or two. Um, so sucks for them. The entire class is apparently on campus now. So not a single guy that we've drafted, or I mean, not, not drafted, recruited for. 2016 has wow. left last minute. That's fantastic. Yeah. Every single guy is here. I feel like the last couple of years we've seen a couple drop out. Yeah. Sometimes it happens in summer bridge. They put them up in the bowls. They used to. I hope they still don't, but they don't do it anymore. But yeah. They used to put them in bowls. And is, it, is that the name of it? Bowls? Yeah. The, men, the all men's, the, hair, the Hogwarts looking one next, yeah, to, yeah, next yeah. to the memorial. Yeah. yeah. And um, that place is not a nice place to live. No. But and they're going under reconstruction. I've seen builders. All around it, all like a month long. They're upgrading it, maybe, maybe. It is time. It's I mean, been time. It's been time. <laughs> there are always those rumors about like these secret passageways where you could like roam around there. It's Hogwarts. Yeah. It's Hogwarts. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I don't remember. I don't know if you've ever went, but I remember our freshman year in Halloween. They changed the entire bowls all into like a haunted mansion. Oh, I never went. Yeah, and then some of my floor mates and I, we, we went. It was it was good. I mean, it wasn't scary, but everyone that lived in that dorm, I guess, bought into it, and they, they decorated it and everything really well. That was amazing. So, amazing. yeah, and kids were there. Little kids were there getting candy, too. Like, it, I think it was a good community-type event. So I, if they continue that tradition at some point, I mean, when I have kids, I think I might, might take them at some point. Uh, my Halloween fun. experience freshman year, I went to a co-op party. At, at, it was the scariest thing I've ever attended. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. We'll, yeah. we'll leave it at that. We'll leave no it at that. No need to dive no. any further into, no. into what happened that night. No. Yeah, so Demetrius Robertson is on campus. They start bridge program in a couple weeks. And so that's that. Now we look forward to next year. We look forward to the 2017 class in terms of recruiting. We start with a quarterback commit, as we just talked about. Chase Garber is a three-star quarterback uh, commits. He is the 34th best quarterback in the country, the ninth best in the West, and the fourth best in the state of California. He's going to move up to uh, four-star. That's yeah. my, or my prediction here. Yeah, I mean, they haven't gone through the what's it, the evaluation period, um, so that'll get an uptick. Uh, he's 6'3", 10 pounds. Um, I know you watched a little bit. I watched, like, the first, like, minute of the tape. Um, and the kids – I mean, see, I still can't judge high school tape, like – you know, I, I've watched so much basketball tape, so I can kind of get a glimpse of in terms of basketball, but they don't – in basketball and in football, they don't show the misses. Like they don't show the drop passes. It's only like long-distance completions. They don't show the short passing game. They don't show – Everybody's know, the best player ever. Exactly. It's Madden. It's Madden. Every <laughs> it's time. Madden. And then Rob, Rob was nice enough to text me and say, check out this tape. And I texted him back. It's like, tape looks terrible. <laughs> It always looks so good. I never know what to do about it. I'm like, oh, this is fantastic. This guy's going to be awesome. I will say, though, um, with the quarterback tape, something that you don't always see 
is the like accuracy, and that was what stood out to me with him was not only the similarities in the offense that they did throw throw a lot of like quick plays in there, so I didn't think that would translate well, and then also that the ball was, and you guys won't be able to see this, but the ball was here and hitting them in stride as they were cutting across. So it was right around the chest shoulder area versus above above the shoulder yeah, near the like, Yeah, it was it was like Andrew Luck. You know, that was the biggest thing to me when I watched him in college was like he never missed a pass. Like it was crazy. It was like every time the ball was where it was supposed to be. It's the receivers that dropped it. It wasn't the quarterback that made the mistake on the right. throws. And so that was something that actually stood out to me on his tape was the, that level of accuracy. And I thought he had like decent footwork. That's what they also said in the Elite 11, that he had really good footwork. So I was looking out for it. I mean, that's about it. I mean, I, I don't know how much more we can delve into this well, kid. Well, this like this does bring up a good topic, which is where does this leave us? Do we go for two? Do we go for Tate? Or is it is it just we're good with Chase? Or do we have an affinity towards Chase-named quarterbacks? I don't know. I think it is Chase. Tate, by the way, for those who haven't heard, has committed to Ohio State. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, therefore, we're out of the running. This, this is why you need to get Twitter. This is why you need Twitter. This is... This is the prime example of why you need Twitter. I've been thinking over all week. I was like, or man. someone, someone should have mentioned that on our on our Slack chat uh, for Golden Blocks. But yeah, I didn't hear. Anything I don't think it. anyone mentioned it. I don't think <laughs> everyone just assumed. Just assumed. Well, then our conversation <laughs> is over. We do have an affinity um, towards Chase named quarterbacks. We do. We do. Um, but yeah, I mean, this guy commits early, right? Um, and we can just watch him develop. And, you know, if anything, he plays the same role that Max Gilliam did in this past class. Because from what I've heard, Max... Was three, went to four. Went to four. And apparently he was also an early commit. And he wanted more guys to come. If you remember, if you remember in that cycle, we had two quarterbacks early. Yeah, uh, we, we had, had Armani Rodgers. Yes. And we had Max Gilliam. Max was, I mean... I think a lot of people liked Armani more. It was he had he's the very Cam Newton type, uh, very strong bodied. Um, could, he had a rocket for arm. wasn't accurate, but he threw hard and he and he could throw deep. Um, and he was just a, a really good runner. So everyone was enamored with that type of quarterback. Max, though, he was a he's a still a good runner. Definitely, he's not the bruiser that Armani is, but I think he definitely has the better arm. Um, but. All in all, and during that recruiting cycle, he was the one that kept, you know, tweeting at other guys. Hey, God, come to Cal. God, come to Cal. Cal game 16, Cal game 16, or Cal game, Cal game 16, right? Yeah. Cal game 16, Cal game 16, Cal game 16, like that. He was the glue guy. Like, the guys that had already committed, he kept with the commits. The guys that were, like, on the fence, he tried to pull it. So, and maybe Chase becomes that guy for this class. Um I think there's a couple guys that can become that guy for that. Like Tariq Johnson, the four-star wide receiver, I think he can become that guy for the class. Um, but definitely, I think every class needs a Max Gilliam type or even or like a Bryce Treggs, who was just a crazy good recruiter for us, um, just between the players. Or also guys like Travion Beck. The guy literally bleed blue gold. Like I've, I've never seen a high school player wear pads with the Cal insignia like he – Edged it on. Like that's and Malik, Malik Salms. Malik Salms. Exactly, exactly. And uh, Vic, I remember Vic yeah. uh, was, oh, yeah, he was like, before he even came, I was like, dude, this guy's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you. They also just need to go up uh, to the Berkeley Fire Trail <laughs> right around 8.25 or maybe in the next couple of days <laughs> and see a sunset and be like, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And if you want to forget about a devastating loss in the Game 7 of <laughs> the NBA Finals, just go up there and look at the sunset. By the way, the Giants have caught the Cubs in the, in the number of overall wins this year at 47. I don't know if the Cubs won today, but the Giants did. Yeah, the Giants so, did. Um, if the Cubs won, then they'd be up by one. But the Giants... It's close. It's getting close. It's 20 games over 500. Oh! This is going to be a fun baseball season for any baseball Even fan. year magic. Yeah. Every even year. Now, if only the Warriors could win every odd year. That's what we were planning. That's, that's, that's what, what we've been planning. That's what they've been planning. That's why Steph Stallant dis- disappeared. <laughs> he was like, I didn't actually get worse. It's like I, Buster Posey in an even year or in an odd year. An odd year. Yeah. So he's usually pretty good. Yeah. No, but something about him in an even year is just amazing. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Uh, moving on. One more commit. Uh, Juco awesome. outside linebacker. Not offside. Outside linebacker. Uh, God, I feel like I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, Daquan or Daquan? Daquan. Daquan Patton. Uh, he commits 6'2", 220. Um, I think he could be that type of hybrid guy. He could. I think he can play DB as well. Um, if you as a like a safety, um, he definitely could. But we want him at outside linebacker, which because we clearly need that position. Um, so. Hey, another another defensive recruit. We're going heavy pretty like quickly on the defensive side of the ball this year. We also lost a lot. No, we lost Jalen. Oh, that's right. We lost Jalen Griffin. Granted, he's still considering us. Um, I really think this wasn't a matter of like other schools look better. I think it was really just a. I should still maybe take my time and look around. Like it's just it struck a, me. It struck me as a oh, other schools are going to be interested. In the yeah. moment that it did a, oh, I'm not interested in Cal moment. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's that's more. I mean, I think I say the same thing about all recruits, right? If you're in that type of situation where you're getting like offers and everything left and right, enjoy the process. Like, why? Like, if you feel like you're really dead set on the school, then just commit early. But if I you're not, yeah, yourself. yeah. But if you're not. Take your time, take all the visits, like do everything you need to to vet it out, which is what like Demetrius did, right? It sucks as a fan because you don't know where he's going to go and you're kind of wanting him to come to your school, but you won't ever know. Um, but at the same time, if, if that's how much time he needs to fully vet out which school he wants to go to, I mean, all the power to him. Agree. And um, I did watch his tape and I thought his tape – was more exciting personally, or I thought it was more impressive than Chase's tape, which doesn't say anything about Chase's tape, but also Chase's tape, I think he's junior highlights. Yeah. Um, but talk about what we need right now. JC linebackers, that's big time. That's the money area for us uh, because they already have experience and yeah, I mean, he stood out a lot. He was able to really come off blocks. There was one play where they ran a kind of almost like a chop block on him. They went low and tried to cut out his legs, and he got hit. And he pops back up and goes and pursues and makes the tackle. And there were also a lot of plays where someone was running full speed into him, and he completely stopped their forward momentum and turned them around and put them on the ground. I'm excited. I like it. 
we, that's what we need, right? We need hard-hitting, fast linebackers that just can cover a lot of speed or a lot of area just because we will be running a 4-3 most of the time. Um, it's either a 4-3 or a nickel, right, is what we're running. And we need those inside and those outside linebackers to cover the edge but also be able to – if they if they fake the edge and they come towards the inside, we need them to be able to cover the ground and make it – make up that space that they had left. So, oh boy. Um, I'm – all that linebacking core for next season, oh, I'm terrified. might be amazing, but as of right now, I'm terrified. Um, Justly so. Yeah. On to the last little bit of football talk. Uh, Jared Goff finally signed his Rams contract. Uh, it's at $27.9 million for four years, more than $18.5 million guaranteed. This is by ESPN. So, Well, I don't think he's going to have to worry about sitting in coach anymore, as he <laughs> talked about. Well then, Jared, get paid, my friend. Get I mean, paid. He, he won't have to worry about sitting with uh, Steve Kerr's son in Warrior, at Warriors games anymore. No. Nope, he can literally – <laughs> It's 50 a, grand courtside? Why not? Literally sit next to Russell Wilson at TR. That's what... That's what. I booed the television. <laughs> I booed the television. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. But 18.5 mil guaranteed. I mean, that's clearly not the same amount that guys like Demarcus Russell and as we talk about, like Sam Bradford and all those guys got. But, you know, a lot of people are, like, just... are. Here's the thing. A lot of people are hoping that Jared doesn't bust. Um, my mentality is he won't – I don't think he'll bust. Yeah. He won't bust. At the very at the very floor, he'll be a mediocre NFL quarterback. You know, just yeah, a guy – Almost as the floor being Sam Bradford floor. Exactly. Just a guy who plays in the NFL for like 10 to 12 years. Dude, Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles can have a good year in the NFL like. There's no reason why Jared Goff can't have a couple productive seasons. Exactly. So that's what I think. I mean, if you if you consider busts because the first overall, you know, rank versus a guy who's just a travelman or traveling quarterback for ten to twelve years, of course that's a bust. But the definition of a bust for me is a guy that won't be in the NFL and after his rookie contract. So for me that is a bust. Johnny football. Exactly. It's a bust. Yeah. Um, so guys like that. I'm with you. I so, think he's I think he's gonna be just fine. I mean, yeah. if you even go around and look at some of the quarterbacks on better teams, like you look at Andy Dalton, you look at Tony Romo, uh, I, I won't say Rivers because I think Rivers is, is actually in the top five conversation. Yeah. But you look at like those level quarterbacks that are clearly in the top fifteen, um, but they're not necessarily like in the elite conversation. Mostly, I mean, Dalton was pretty good last year, but he's still not top five, like yeah. conversation worthy. I think Jared's there. I mean, yeah. I think he's there. I think he's above Cap. He's above Gabbert. You know, like there's starters in the league that I look at him as being superior than above Bradford, and that's my floor for him. Yeah. My floor is for where he is now in my mind, and the ceiling for him is Peyton Manning because the what he was doing in college and his understanding of our offense, the ability to audible at the line, read the defense, and um, get what he wanted. That is the special part about him, is that he has that ability. But yeah, I mean, like, even uh, somebody like Ryan Fitzpatrick, who seems to be, like, the most <laughs> sought-after commodity in the NFL offseason, 
is, uh, you know, he, I mean, he's someone who's also like very intellectually driven and has done very well. He, he's yeah, there's a lot of picks, but there's been years where he did well up in uh, I think it was Buffalo. Buffalo, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have a lot of faith in him. It, it just sucks because he's going to be in my division, and it it's gonna it's gonna I, I gotta admit. I mean, I think you sent it to me where Jared was taking batting practice with the Dodgers. Yeah. Oh, goodness. <laughs> that, that is like a cardinal sin in my mind. And to see Jared taking yeah. BP with the Dodgers. See, I can't think of any other equivalent, right? Like, like just in terms of this, in terms of that type of switch, there's no equivalent. Um, like, Going to where you grew up's rival city, and then you're the you're a part of one of the pro teams there. So basically, you're going to have to embrace the other pro teams in that area, right? But it just so happens that they're the rival team. Like, let's say he went to Cleveland and he started embracing the Indians, and he embraced the like you know, or grew up in Cincinnati and started playing for the Browns. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 basically what it is. But I mean, it's. It's tough. I'm not a I'm not a Dodger fan, or nor am I avid enough a Giants fan to be able to relate. Um, well, at least you're not a Dodgers fan. You're already winning there. That's true. Yeah, but a lot of people say I'm not winning because I'm an Angels fan. So uh, Timmy, 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 Timmy. But I mean, I say that I say this to all the Dodgers. Was the last time you won the World Series? At least we won one this millennium. <laughs> yeah, keep that up. I'm a big, I'm a big fan of you. Keep Granted, we beat the Giants, but I know but, it used to be a very sore, sore part of my life. Yeah, and it still is in some ways. I still have no, but only when it's directed towards Dodger fans. Here, are you okay with yeah, that? I'm great with it. Yeah. I'm great with it. Um, so yeah, I don't know how I felt about it. I mean, like, there's a we'll talk about this for a little bit, but I mean, Bryce Treg's getting a lot of heat right now, or not heat, but I know a lot of Probably. fans. Yeah, a lot of fans on Twitter have, have been... It wasn't, wasn't me on Twitter. Yeah. But I was mad at him on Twitter. But a lot of fans were mad about him on Twitter because he's now with the Niners. Uh, but he is a LeBron fan, and he was rooting for the Cavs all all playoffs. Um, and, you know, people were saying, you, you're you from Cal, and you play for the Niners now. What should you root for the Warriors? Um, and I think, like, if it, if it comes down to it, I think... You know, Bryce would have cheered for the Warriors if, if let's say, the Warriors were playing, you know, some other team. Like, let's say they're playing Toronto or let's yeah. say they're playing uh, Atlanta. Like, I think he would have cheered for the Warriors because it's a local team. I'm not speaking for him, but that's just what I think. Um, like, for me, if, if, the, if the Lakers don't make it to the, the championship, like, I'm rooting for the Warriors because that's just because I live in the area. I'm going to root for the local teams. Like, if my Angels don't make the World Series, I'm going to root for the Giants. Um, if they can get all the way to the World Series. it's just, That's just how it is. I mean, it's just the fanship that you grow up. I'm sure, I'm sure if if Jared's in L.A. and the Dodgers don't make, you know, anywhere close to the World Series, but the Giants do, he'll, he'll support the Giants. Well, he grew up a Giants fan. Exactly. Exactly so my point. He better support Right, 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 right. So, <laughs> so I just, I can't. I don't understand why fans are getting mad at him for not supporting his local team. Like it's if if he's, yeah, I mean, granted, Bryce, it's a little different because he's from LA, but he's a LeBron fan. Um, the fundamental problem with LeBron James, besides everything else to do with him, yeah, is that people root for LeBron only, 
And I'm like, did people, they did do it with Jordan. They, they did. did it for the Wizards for no reason at all. But uh, at least Kobe stayed on one team his whole career. It just makes it easy for me. It does. It makes it a lot easier for me too. <laughs> oh, I mean, if he had moved to the Clippers that one year, oh my. All hell would have broken loose in LA. I, I guarantee it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's something to get too upset about. I know a lot of people that did get upset about it, but you can't hate a man for rooting for his team like through thick and thin, regardless if that's his that's his team. So. It doesn't bother me. Yeah, it ish, just it just ish, ish kind of yeah, yeah. All right, moving on uh, to some basketball talk. Coach Martin has finally signed his contract. That happened over the last couple of weeks. And the world didn't come to an end. <laughs> no, it did not. No, it did not. Um, I actually read through his contract, a uh, little write-up that Ryan Gorsi on Scout did. Uh, I won't go into detail. I think everyone should read it for themselves. Uh, I don't know because I can't remember if it's behind a paywall or not. Um, but you're, you're real serious about your paywalls. I am because it's because you know they make their livelihood off of this stuff, and I don't I, I don't want to take it away from. And them. it's really good content. Yeah, it, it actually is really good talk, content. Um, but some just all some of the brief things that I'll mention is he does get a bonus for for every big type of event. Um, if a guy gets drafted in like the top five, he'll get a bonus. If, no way. If um, I think that's what it was. Did um, he get paid? So he got paid then? Huh? Probably. Um, if if they win the Pac-12 tournament, he gets he gets a little bonus. If they win the Pac-12 regular season, he gets a little bonus. If the team makes it to the Sweet 16, if the team makes it to the Elite Eight, if the team makes it to the Final Four, if the team makes it to a national championship, if the team wins a national championship, all bonus paid. So. I didn't calculate what would how much he would actually make if if in a single year he had a top five NBA talent and won a national championship um, and won the Pac-12 regular title and won the Pac-12 champion, uh, tournament. Like I didn't calculate it, but it would be a, a ridiculous amount of money. Um, kind of like that. Yeah, I like the incentives. I like the incentives. Uh, granted, that's probably not what he's looking at, but it does help. I mean, it's not... You're not just going to – it's not like just a, hey, good job, coach, pat on the back, and then that's that's that. Like, you know, thanks for all the things you did. Here's a little bonus, little check to spend through family. Anything graduation-oriented? Uh, I do believe there is uh, APR-related stuff. Um, yeah, I think there was. But at the same time, he had, the, he had a max score on the APR for this basketball season. I highly doubt that's going to, like, change anytime soon. I mean, it might – might dip a little bit depending on who's on the roster and you know if they don't get straight A's or or I mean I mean the, the minimum and things like that. But I mean he's done a good job turning it turning it all around, right? So I don't I highly doubt it's one of those where it's gonna fluctuate like crazy over every week. Um, but yeah, I mean it's signed, it's sealed, it's done. Like he if he wants to leave, he has we get a compensation package from wherever he goes to. So, solid, solid. Doesn't work. seem like he's gonna leave. No, not anytime. Any nope, not anytime soon. But you just said that you love Kwanzaa, right? Because of uh, what he was doing with Jordan. Jordan Brown. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Brown is a five-star center in the 2018 class. Uh, he is he is sound. Think of a. You know how good young Tim Duncan was, like you know when he was in his like mid to late 20s. Think of that, but a little bit more athletic than that hmm. um, is what Jordan Brown has, like, as a mold. Um, that's his style of play. So, I mean, I would... Or early on in the 2018? Yeah, 2018. 
were one of the early ones. I mean, but he's a five-star prospect, so I'm pretty sure he has a crap ton of offers already. But um, there was a video on Scout where they were just asking about what coaches are you close to? What coaches have you developed a, a bond with? And he goes, I've developed a, a lot, you know, bond with a lot of coaches. Of course, that's what all the recruits say, right? But then he mentions Quanzo Martins by name. Like, he doesn't mention any other – he just, like, kind of skims over all the other coaches. Like, oh, this coach, this coach. But, yeah, I think I've developed a pretty good relationship with Quanzo Martin. And, you know, they asked him why. And he said, you know, he has a family atmosphere there. They really care about him off the court more, like, equally as on the court. Um, and he just really likes the family atmosphere that they built here. Granted, he's also a local kid, too. I think he's from Roseville. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, which is – Sacramento. Yeah. Um, so near where I took my test. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, he's doing a phenomenal job in terms of recruiting. I look at all the guys that we're trying to get in 2017 and it's pretty outstanding as well. Um, which by the way, I finally figured out, I really is half Korean. Um, so the dream, the dream. Didn't, um, one of his teammates just get bumped up or am I jumping ahead? No. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Baker, uh, who's our teammate, who's actually a Calcumman. Just talking about basketball, we can talk about him. Uh, actually, have us talking about that in a little bit. He has been rated higher by all sites after the evaluation period. So he's now a four star on Scout. He's the 69th best prospect. He is a four star on ESPN. He's the 63rd best prospect on ESPN. And that was from outside the rankings. So that's a near 40. He jumped about 40 players. Easy. Um, and so we have him. We offered one of their other teammates that we talked about before we went on a break, Juwan Dyson. He apparently officially visited, I think, this past week or the weekend before. Um, so no news on him, but I think you know we're he, going for the three. We're going for the three from Earl Watson Elite, that AAU team. Um, granted, on top of that, there's a but there's like three or four four star point or four star or five star guys that we're in the mix for. We're like we're in the, literally in the mix. So basketball feels like we're in a real solid position. We are. We are in a really good place. Um, this is a great time to be a Cal basketball fan. Granted, last year didn't pan out as most people expected. But the fact is, we still were a four seed in the NCAA tournament. Like, that doesn't go anywhere. We might have flopped, but we we're still considered good enough to be a four seed. And since 2015, we're still a better basketball team than Louisville. There it is. We've been <laughs> – he's been wanting to get that out, you know, on the podcast for the longest time this week. Uh, just <laughs> – just to Just, spite my friends back in the Midwest. Yeah. Oh, but it felt great. It did. Uh, one more bit of recruiting news for Cal basketball. Marcus Lee. This this literally started on a whim. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I literally just said this on a whim. I give you all credit. Yeah. I literally Everyone I've talked to have been like, yeah, uh, Rob, who I co-host the podcast with predicted this and was just like just so you know uh it might he happens to be from the bay area and back when uh, mike montgomery was recruiting the big three and I, I was telling my friends this and it just built and built and built and and now it now it's happening he has committed so, to cal that's um, awesome did you put it on twitter did you get some credit for that i did not get some credit for that um but i should i should go back and try to find a soundbite for that um but let's all give rob some serious love <laughs> for calling the marcus the commitment oh lord ahead of time wow who was that that's kevin bacon was that uh Jalen brown, brown right next to him? yeah uh we're i mean we sorry we have espn going on in the background they on sports center uh they had a little little screenshot of Jalen brown and what he wore in the draft and 
Kevin Bacon in, I guess, a, a war show or maybe a movie. I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. But it's the exact same suit with the exact same bow tie. Who's styling? Yeah. So, no agent necessary. <laughs> yes. That there he is right there. There he is. Jalen Brown, number three. Um, Man, he killed it. Yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit. Marcus Lee committed. He sits a year, then plays a year. I think he adds – I wrote right here. He adds depth. He also has experience being on a Kentucky team that was pretty good and won a national championship. Um, and I think in terms of just – people are like, oh, he has to sit a year, can't play. But remember, he's still practicing with the team all year long. So Ivan is going to be able to basically practice against a stellar defensive center who by all accounts was on and played a, a pretty significant role in a championship winning Kentucky team um, and was coached by, you know, as much as you hate Calipari, you have to admit he's a pretty good coach in terms of developing his talent for the next level. Granted, if they don't pan out in the next level, you can't blame him. You have to blame either the player or the coaching staff that he was with in the pros. So as it stands, I mean, if that's what he learned, if he can bring some of that knowledge over, you know, teach teach the guys, teach him some drills, teach him some moves, things like that. I mean, that's just better for us, right? It just that's so. truly a stellar point. Yeah, I mean, that is huge. I think there's a lot that he can learn. I was thinking about this the other day too. With this, is does this give you any more faith in maybe a third year for Ivan Rab? Like, let's. Say he looks, he has this teammate that he's playing against the entire year. They get along, you know, knocking wood or whatever, very, very, very well. And he's like, wow, I wonder what we could do with just one more year. Could that take us to this right. new level? I don't know how long you put off. I don't know either. I really don't know. I think, I think it really comes down to who you're talking to after the season's over. Like when you're debating whether to declare or not, um, who you talk to, uh, what your evaluations say. Because now I do like the point now where you they made it so you can go to the NBA Combine if you get invited and then get your evaluations and then your projections. And then two days after the NBA Combine is the last day you can come back to school if you don't sign with an agent. So, you know, guys like uh, Maryland's Mellow Trimble, um, guys like uh, Caleb Swanigan from Purdue, those guys went to the combine. They didn't get the evaluations that they liked. Caleb didn't. Oh, yeah, and he came back to school. Man, so yeah, so I do like how they changed the deadline like that. So Ivan could definitely go, but flip side is if he goes and they say uh, you're a surefire top ten pick, like you can even stretch, you can even push for like top two. Yeah, he's gone. He's gone. That's that you can't. You don't give that up. I think. This is what I thought. I mean, some people have asked me about why do you think Ivan came back? And in my mindset, there's two things. One, he loves school. I think him and Jalen are two of the guys, if you if you listen to the conversations and the press conferences and stuff, they love school. I mean, I, don't, I, haven't, I never have seen another like high-profile athlete just going to other sports games. Like he was at – Ivan, after the NBA season was over, was just at the women's tennis games, just chilling and watching. Like – I don't – I just can't fathom that. Like if you're a pro prospect just hanging out around school, not like getting your work in with maybe a private uh, workout guy to prep yourself for the NBA. I saw him and Jalen at a football game that I was yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Where I was down from, in the student section. Yeah. Hanging out. Exactly. Um, really so cool. Really, really cool. I think they actually really like school. Um, and I think Ivan also got the projection that you know he wasn't going to be in 
maybe he wasn't going to hit the top 10. He might have fallen out of the top 10. Granted, how we saw this draft pan out, we'll talk about that a little bit. Big men fell down hard this draft. Except for Portal? Um, except for Portal. Um, all the other guys that, you know, were McDonald's All-Americans with Ivan. Uh, Henry Ellison fell. Steven Zimmerman from UNLV. That guy was a second. He dropped to the second round. Cheek Diallo dropped to the second round, who was the MVP of the McDonald's All-American game, dropped to the second round. Wow. So, Where did he go? Uh, I think he's going to – he was drafted by the Clippers, but I think they traded him to New Orleans. Did he go beyond the Warriors pick at 30? Yeah. He was at 32 or 33. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, you know, if I looked at, you know, next year's draft class, Harry Giles, Jason Tatum, those are the two forwards that are going to Duke who are stellar by all accounts. After that, if you look at NBA DraftNet or Draft Express, all the other guys that are in the top 10 are all guards and fo- are all point guards or shooting guards. That's where the league is trending. Exactly. But Ivan is at like that 11-12 right now as that third forward. So let's say, you know, this is all hypothetical. He, he next year averages like 20 and 12, right? And averages like one, like two blocks a game. I think that boosts his draft stock just straight up the board. Because he wouldn't have that much competition. Exactly. You know what the other pro- you know what the other thing is? What's the league looking for right now in Big Men? Versatility and threes. What did Ivan start doing towards the end of last season? He started making threes. And apparently he's he had been working on that all season, but in that Arizona game, he nails that three from the top of the key. And now we know that's what he's been working on, and that's probably what he's working on right now. They want um, the Draymond, man. Exactly. Exactly. So if you can get a 6'10 guy who can nail threes and can work in the low blocks, you have – Who is that dude on the trailblazers that's driving me insane? What's his name? Aminu? Yeah. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. You're looking at a more athletic Chris Bosh. That's pretty much what it is. And so if that's, if that's what his – you know, just his draft stock goes – is that, that how it trends next year? His draft stock will actually be better next year than it was this year. But that's also, also knock on wood, barring any injuries and, you know, maybe a slump. So that's the thing. Um, it's all about usage and efficiency, right? If Jalen and Ty got most of the touches last time, last time, last season, and Ivan gets a majority of that bulk of touches that they got to him in the block and can successfully utilize those touches into assists or into baskets – then his stock definitely starts rising up. He's just a little overshadowed this season, in my opinion. So That's awesome. Yeah. That's my thing. That's another little spiel on Marcus and uh, Ivan. Uh, let's move on to the draft. Jalen Brown went third overall today. Right where I said he would go. <laughs> to the Celtics. <laughs> oh, my heart. My heart is... My posts literally uh, have gone... <laughs> Jalen predicted to go to the Celtics. Like, I swear, a month ago. Uh, Jalen's still projected at number three to go to the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, man. That's super exciting. He's going to kill it on Brad Stevens' staff. If he stays, that's going to be – you could just – you got the vibe, though. They brought him back for the second workout. Danny Ainge was immediately really high um, just on his skill set. And you called that, like, way long ago in his comparables to um, uh, Jeff Green. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's – Kind of like exciting, but unsurprising. Yeah, I just really very much expected him to go there. Why? Yeah. Why do you have so much? Uh, oh, because you're a Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan. Man, you guys still yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't as big until of recent. Really? 
I mean, until that KG Paul Pierce. Yeah, I mean, because if you think team. about it, we hadn't we hadn't like been good at the same time for a long time. The Magic and Larry were the last times we were both really good, and then that that 07 to like 09 range where the Celtics were good too, and you know we won one, they won one. Um, so there's there's that's. Yeah. <laughs> I love that you're getting a Celtics jersey now. I didn't initially put that together. So, so excited about it now. Oh, man, that's tough. Maybe you could just get a custom Lakers jersey with and Jaylen. put it with his number and name, and people would be like, well, who is It's like that, that guy that rocked around Lake, that Lakers team a couple years ago with the number two Wiggins jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, I probably won't get the green and white one. I'll probably have to go like with the alternate, like the black one with the green letters. I I cannot wear that green with the white letter one. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, I just can't. I really just can't. Um, Do you have a Jared Goff jersey? Uh, no. Cal's yes, but uh, Rams. I did. Uh, I know you got the hat. I did. Sweet hat. I think I'm gonna order the retro, the blue and yellow one, like the 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 one that like Kurt Warner used to wear. The, the greatest show on turf one. Those are nice. Those are nice. I can't. I don't like the new ones, but the old ones are nice. I might get one of those. Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is what we expected, right? Three. I mean, I wrote it here because I wrote the program yesterday. Expectations is that Jalen falls within the three to five range, eight at the lowest. Uh, the Celtics, Phoenix, and Pelicans were eyeing him to a certain degree. That apparently the Kings at eight and also the Nuggets at seven kind of were eyeing him as well. It was really varied between the publications that I read regarding their uh, predictions. It's like you had ESPN um, saying he's going three, but then you had like USA Today, well, I don't know if they know anything about basketball, and NBA.com like convinced he was going eight to the Kings. Yeah. Like a lot of people convinced that he was going to the Kings. Yeah. I mean, you got called twice for a workout in Boston. And I told this to a buddy of mine who's a huge Celtics fan, and he would not he would not accept it. He would not accept the fact that because Jalen was invited twice to work out, the likelihood of them drafting him if he was available at three was was there, was really there. And he's like, no, it can't be. And today, today it happened. Um, it was also interesting that a lot of these teams, well, even if you read, if you go back to the beginning of the pre-draft type, people were like, you said it too, that Boston was expected to move the three pick. Yeah. And then as we came up to kind of like the climax um, of like right before the draft, we had all those rumors about the Celtics shopping that pick and trying to move it around for a couple of proven players like Jimmy Butler. And then, boom, we're holding on to it, and I'm on the Celtics. That's Jalen right there, right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, literally, as the tick, as the time ticker was going down on the Celtics, um, Wad, Adrian Wojnarowski on on Yahoo on Twitter posts up: the Sixers have offered Robert Covington, Nerlens Noel, the twenty second pick and the twenty six twenty second pick, yeah, the twenty second pick and the twenty sixth pick for number three. In addition to Ben Simmons, yeah. So they wanted one and three. Who do you think they would have taken? I don't know. That's a big dilemma, right? I mean, maybe they have t- maybe they took Jalen, um, or maybe they brought him for a couple of workouts too. Or maybe they took Buddy. Or I think they might have taken Buddy Heald. I think if you have Simmons running point, and then you have Buddy Heald just shooting threes left and right, and having Jaleel Okafor in the post, and then you have Joel Embiid sitting right next to him, 
if you got rid of Nerlens Noel, that's pretty good working offense. Where did the heel go? Healed, uh, we can look at our draft board. Uh, healed end up going into New Orleans at number six. Uh, awesome. So, I mean, him and Anthony Davis, that's going to be fun to watch. Um, and, you know, they've they've been drawing the Buddy Healed with Steph Curry comparison. If Buddy Healed can get a legitimate ball handling ability in the pick and roll, he can get to that level. At least the shootings, I think, not on par, but near that level. So, uh, I mean, you look at other, some of the other Pac-12 guys that got drafted, right? Marquise Chris uh, from Washington went number eight to Sacramento, but he's they traded him to the Suns. And then number nine, Toronto picked Jakob Hurdle. Um, that was the safest pick. <laughs> That's what Chad Ford says here. Uh, and then, you know, down, 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 number 29, San Antonio Dejunte Murray from Washington. Um, and No way. That, yeah. I mean, I saw that pick and I went, oh, goody. Uh, the Spurs are going to be good again in another two years. The Spurs are going? Yep. Uh, so... Steal of the draft. I mean, remember a couple of years ago they took Kyle Anderson from UCLA, and uh-huh. he's been getting better every year. Now they bring in Dante Murray, who's a raw physical talent at point guard. He's so good. And now you can kind of develop him behind Tony Parker. And <laughs> I love the note on Damian Jones. Can finish Splash Bros. Lobs. Pretty much. Exactly what Festus was struggling with yeah. at the end of the year. Oh. Uh, Hey, but they went uh, to the same school, both Vanderbilt products. <laughs> wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this draft wasn't a very – it wasn't a great draft for the Pac-12, uh, but at least for us it was great. I mean, Jalen going to Boston at number three. Chad Ford's take, a little, a little blurb here. It says, elite athlete, great NBA body. So – Pretty much what everybody thinks. Pretty much, Yeah. The only thing is now, can he get a consistent jumper is the only thing. And all of us expect him to. Um, you can't watch that freaking Isaiah Thomas video and not tell me that he doesn't have that shot. That's crazy. Yeah. I saw that and I was like, wow. Wow. I mean, I saw that at Cal practice too. I went to one of the practices before they went to Australia. He was draining threes all throughout practice. I just don't know what happens in, in the game. Like, it's it's very weird to me. I. I don't know how to understand it. I mean, scouts probably have a better understanding of it than I do. Sure. They probably go, yeah, they're like, yeah, we can probably get you through this. Yeah. That's not a problem. Yeah. We've seen it before. Yeah. I mean, free throws are a different thing, but uh, some people people might argue against me, but the one thing you can definitely teach in the NBA that you didn't, you don't need to have when you enter is a jump shot. I think that's something, whether it's a set shot or just at certain spots, I think it's something you can teach. Um, you can't, as you know, the, the old saying, you can't teach size, you can't teach speed, right? There's just certain intangibles that you just can't teach. But a jump shot, I mean, I think if you're honed in enough and willing to put in the time and effort into it, it's something you can get. So, I mean, look at, I hate to bring this up because, but Tristan Thompson, was it like a 50-something percent free throw shooter in, Nailed pretty much every single one in game seven and game six. So, and he's just shaking his head at me just constantly. <laughs> oh boy. Wasn't there a point where he had missed like seven straight free throws? <laughs> and everyone, everyone expected him to miss, but then he just kept making them. Real thing. Yeah. It wasn't even close. 
and so, and then we also had here, I wrote, I wrote down yesterday, Ty Wallace, a surefire second rounder, could sneak into the end of the first. I was wrong. Surefire? Yeah. He could uh, sneak into the end of the second, that's what I should have wrote, uh, which he did. He sneaked in at 30 to Utah, so... Yeah, oh, congrats, Ty. Thanks for staying, buddy. I am glad. That I'm, was awesome. I am very, very glad that he got drafted over GP2. So that's nuts. Yeah. I hope Wallace. the Dubs take, can sign GP2. GP2. It'd be a nice backup option. I mean, we don't really need him. You would need a three-point shooting point guard in the back. Yeah. So I don't know, man, because he's he could take Barbosa's role. Board so well. Yeah. yeah. He could take Barbosa's role, but Barbosa still nailed a. Uh, the occasional three that Barbosa. was necessary. Yeah. And he and that's what you tons mean. of energy. Yeah. It's just, you can finish. He's good. You take Ian Clark's role. Sure. Yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Ian Clark was also kind of good. But exactly. <laughs> Actually. Problems when you win 73 games. <laughs> um, and one more last thing. Jalen Brown has signed with Adidas. He did that last week. Um, so was this any surprise to a lot of people? Probably not. Tiny little deal. Did yeah. he negotiate it himself? Uh, I think oh this he negotiated with an agent. Oh, he has an agent, um, but I don't. He still I don't think he still has signed with an agency like a full on just just with a thing. But um, I read some article that said that because he's doing this route, he's saving himself like nearly two hundred grand. He's saving a lot of money, and then he also said that he thinks he's learning a lot from it. Yeah. And he wanted to see that side of the business yep. and get to know it better. And I was like, you know what? That's really right. That's really smart. You're I mean, to be exposed to a whole new world. You might get taken a little bit, but the long term, yeah. All right. How much are you going to get taken? You're saving 200 grand. And then also you have this learning experience. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to look at it. I mean, there was that article a couple of weeks ago about Jalen being too intelligent, like that NBA execs were afraid of him. Yeah. Um, what does that tell about the NBA business, right? <laughs> what are you taking advantage of nineteen-year-old kids? Is that basically what you're admitting to as an NBA executive? If you're, if they're too intelligent for you. Um, but I mean, Danny Ainge is a smart guy, uh, and I think he he just wanted he got the guy that he wanted. I mean, this is a weird thing, all right? And tell me if I'm wrong, but. All this, all that talk, as soon as uh, the Celtics had picked Jalen, they said, this isn't the usual type of Danny Ainge guy. Danny Ainge usually goes for the, the basketball sound with a high basketball IQ that has a willingness to learn and so on and so forth. Like, that's what they, that's what they kind of said. And I thought about that and I said, that's what Jalen is, right? You take away the jump shot, the inconsistencies of the jump shot, right? Of course, that's, that's what everyone's talking about. But he's intelligent. He has a willingness to learn, and he has a willingness to put in the time. And in terms of other fundamentals, he's sound. He's a great rebounder. He knows when to when to run the floor. Um, granted, he did make some decision mistakes, whether he wanted to take a jump shot or lay it up or pass it off. Like incredible work ethic. Incredible work ethic. And elite defender. Yeah, or could be an elite defender. Could be an elite defender. Which, by the way, I was looking um, at the Celtics lineup. Like defensively in a couple years, if Jalen pans out a little bit more, right? Avery Bradley, Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder, Jalen Brown. The speed, the athleticism, the length, and the just across the first four positions on defense, that's insane. They're gonna be I think they're gonna be great next year. 
Yeah, I honestly do. I. Yeah. On you. They mm. they beat the Dubs at home. <laughs> In the regular season. Yeah. Oh, what are you saying, Mike Wilbon? What know. are you saying? That was the first fact. The cold hard fact was Jalen Brown. Well, we'll have to figure it out. So I saw Isaiah Thomas talk at a uh, Northwestern um, event for Kellogg Sports Business Conference two years ago. And I saw Mike Wilbon talk uh, two years ago. And both of them are incredibly impressive. Isaiah's a pretty funny dude. But to see him working with Jalen Brown and talking in the same way when he was giving that conference speech, it was really awesome to see that those two. And I, I love that Isaiah, like a couple of NBA stars have been helping him out along the way. Yep. Um, that to me is signal already that he's not – people are afraid of people that are intellectuals and that think the process through and are, are, they're afraid of people that challenge the common like method, the way of yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah. And so when he does it, when he comes in without an agent and he comes in not saying what every other person is saying, oh, already like, you know, he's coming in and saying, I want – what I want to do in my career is I want to give back to those because I've been given a so blessing. Yeah. yeah. And I want to give that blessing to others. An exec is going to not want to hear that. They want to hear, I want to win a championship. Yeah. I want to deliver a championship to this city and I want to uh, deliver many more. I want to be, I want to be one of the greats of this team. Yes. Like there's never played. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, don't be afraid to do it different. I think you can be successful doing it differently. Um, so I'm, I'm excited for them. Yeah. The crazier part, I mean, I, actually, before I mentioned that, um, there were two views to ways to watch the draft. There was uh, Yahoo did a live show uh, through the vertical, like Adrian Wojnowski and some of the Yahoo guys. They didn't actually show the draft, but they just, you know, showed the positions and every time a thing rolled in, they would just talk about it. Uh, but I watched that because the ESPN one had Jalen Rose and, uh, you know, Mike Wilbon. Jalen Rose's best quote from this draft, talking about Washington and talking about Lorenzo Romar, how he's done a pretty good job with NBA talent. And he goes, yeah, he's done a pretty good job with NBA talent, you know, with guys like Clay Thompson. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure there was a state somewhere in between in that, like Washington, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, Jalen Rose is also the one that said that Steph Curry was going to be definitely suspended for game seven of the NBA finals. Um, And also ESPN ran a graphic tonight of the best point guards in the NBA right now. Yep. And they ran it with Kyrie Irving, Chris Paul, um, who else? I don't know. A a bunch of other people, but there was one person missing. Who do you think was missing from that list? I know a guy who wears number 30, plays with the blue and gold jersey. The unanimous MVP of the league. <laughs> How did you not put him on the list? I don't know. How did you not put him on the list, guys? He's the best point guard in the NBA. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Like <laughs> it's indisputable. I will. Uh, I will say this. There were a couple. I have a couple of friends, uh, including myself, uh, that have had no vetted interest in the NBA Finals. We just watched the NBA Finals just because it was the NBA Finals. We talked about Steph Curry this particular season, and we'll just end today's talk with a little bit of Warriors talk just because it, it just ended. And I just want some people's take on this. If you want to comment and tweet at us about this, let us know. Um, a lot of people compare 
Steph Curry to Peyton Manning. Regular season, outstanding. Puts up all the numbers, gets all the wins that's necessary. Come postseason, and this is only two years in the postseason, of course. As a favorite, right? As a favorite. You're not saying Peyton Manning this year, you're saying career. Career wise, yeah. Granted, granted it's a it's a small sample size. It's only two years. But Steph Curry in the playoffs last year, he did better than this year, definitely. But was it up to par to where we put him, like, in terms of, like, the best point guard and the MVP? Not quite. This 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 postseason, definitely not. Um, but, of course, you can attribute some of that to that injury, you know, in, was it third, the first series? The uh, Houston. The Houston series? Yeah, it was the Houston series. Um, so some people had made that comparison um, just a little bit. I mean, there's plenty of time for Curry to make up that, right? You know, he's it's he's still, what only like 27. He's still got plenty of time to do it. Um, it's not a bad comparison. I don't think it's a bad comparison either. But some people were getting really upset about it. Some Warriors fans, particularly, were getting really upset about it. Which we've been real sensitive lately. Yeah. I think it's fair. I, yeah, I, it's not like it's not it's not gr- degrading Steph Curry to, to relate him to, to Peyton, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever, ever played the game ever, and we would be so lucky to have the consistency of, pay, of a Peyton Manning in our organization who won multiple MVPs. And if he comes back late in his career, is able to win an additional championship or maybe like a couple of championships. It doesn't have to be Jordan numbers. Like, yeah, this is uh, we we have. We forget so quickly where we came from <laughs> and the years of frustration dealing with a front office that was better running like a soda pop stand. Than Hi, Chris Mullen. <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't mind Chris Mullen as, I mean, yeah, that Beedrins contract. Is Hello, like, Ike Diogu. Yeah, <laughs> Hello, Beedrins. Uh, Michael Petrus. <laughs> Michael Petrus. But Kalena has a movie. Although I, I like Kalena. Great sportscaster. Great sportscaster. And I did love Kalena when he was with you know the Weebly Warriors. So but, yeah, yeah. We I mean we forget those years and um, yeah. So why not welcome that comparison? And yeah. sure, yeah, he struggled. He there's no way around it. The Iguodala was the MVP of last year, uh, the finals last year, which he and definitely deserved. The conversation this year was. Who the hell is going to be the MVP <laughs> if the Warriors win in five games? Who is going to be the MVP? They're like, oh, like, um, we should, we should we give it to Livingston? Like, yeah. Maybe it's Livingston. Well, maybe it's Draymond. Well, Draymond ended up getting suspended. So, <laughs> and then, and so, and Clay also deserves some flack too because he disappeared in the finals. But Clay showed up in, in the Western Conference Finals. And same with Steph did too. Yeah, I just have a little cons- I'm a little worried. I think we're gonna get KD though, so I feel good. So let it be known in the Nikal podcast <laughs> that I'm very confident the Warriors are getting KD this year. Okay. All right. Can I can I ask you one more question about the Warriors? All right. Yeah. Let's say Game Seven had gone the Warriors' way. Mm-hmm. Okay. But but the Warriors won Game Seven like they kind of won Game One. Right, it wasn't by thirty or by fifteen. Yeah, by like fifteen ish. But it wasn't you know Clay going off. It wasn't Steph going off. It wasn't Draymond going off. It was just you know it happened to be Livingston in Game One. Let's say it was like Barbosa oh, yeah, or, or Spates in Game Seven. Right. Let's let's say that happened. But Spates playing great too. Right. 
Who would you have given the MVP to? Would you have still given it to LeBron? Oh, yeah. After, after, in Game 7? Yeah, after Game 7. After Game 7. If the, even if the Warriors had won, but they just won in that. I think if the Warriors had won and Steph or Clay had gone off, it would have gone to one of the Warriors, definitely. I could have given it to Steph, but like it would have to go to LeBron, man. Yeah. He was crazy. He was he was insane. Uh, and the block the block is was absolutely mind blowing. <laughs> and he was so far away from that play. So far out of that play. And Iguodala did such a good job of protecting that and putting it up at the last minute. And tried to he tried to put it off the glass as fast as possible. Yeah. It was literally he when he when the ball left his hands, I think it was like maybe three inches away from the backboard. Yeah. And yeah, well, I, 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 mean, I guess he just wanted it more. Yeah. What, what can you say? That I mean, was an incredible play. So yeah, the two plays for me in that game seven was that block and that dagger three by Kyrie. Yeah, you knew it was happening. Yeah, it, you knew it either had to be. And, and I was sitting there and I was like, if this goes in, it's over. It's got to be us. Yeah, it's got to be them. And it had to be someone doing that. It that that was when I was at the Portland game when we closed it out against Portland. That was Steph. Yeah, that was Steph making that three yeah. that put it out of the put it out of reach, and then we started having they started having a foul, and then you're like you're really good, and we were waiting, we were waiting for that moment. Well, it's, Steph had like two good shots right before that Kyrie three, but it just was not happening. Just, I've never seen missed by that much. Yeah, bizarre. But yeah, that Kyrie three was disgusting. That was <laughs> all of us watching at home. No way. No way that three goes in. I mean, he's like off one foot, sliding to the right, and he's his foot kicks out and everything. He made that, and then, um, and then, what other play? Like we went down on a possession, and Steph chucked up a three, missed, and then we Harrison foul, albeit like late in the game. Yeah, they that was one. when I was like, I was like, uh, that's done. Yeah, yeah, they didn't have enough mojo to come back, in my opinion, towards the end of the game. All right. Well, that wraps it up for us today. Uh, a lot of lot of stuff to get, through, uh, a lot of stuff that we had to get through. Um, it's a good time to be a sports fan. It is. It is. I don't know if there's a better time. Although it's an even year. Yeah. Um, one last note uh, is Jordan Matthews. Uh, just a little news on him. Uh, took his trip to Gonzaga. He had a trip to one other school. I don't quote me on this, but I believe it was North Carolina State. Uh, but he canceled that. Um, still hasn't announced where he's going. What? Uh, no. Yeah. But I thought it was Gonzaga. That's what I thought too, but I don't think it was a, hasn't ever been officially confirmed. That was one of those BS Twitter things? Yeah, came. yeah. So. <laughs> that was a crazy day on the Slack channel. Yeah. It's like, no, that's not real. No, yeah, yeah. So I think, I think Gonzaga is definitely still the favorite, without a doubt, if that's the only school he's visited. Um, especially if he has family on that on that uh, coaching staff, so yeah, I think that's that's probably where he's ending up. And the fact that we're playing him, we're playing Gonzaga this year, I'm excited. Good for him. Yeah, yeah. We have a whole roundtable on this. If you guys want to go and read it, I, some of the some of the comments below very classy. And I'm not saying this sarcastically. Like it's actually, you know, everyone basically supported him and was saying farewell in, in, a, in a totally good way. So yeah, that wraps it up for us. Uh, you can find our stuff on CaliforniaGoldenBlocks.com. Um, you can read Andy's uh, NBA draft mocks, which are finished. Are finished. <laughs> I'm going back to football. Yeah, I have some NBA or I have some Cal basketball scouting reports due in a couple weeks, so I'll have some more stuff up on there. 
Um, and my name's back. Yeah. yeah. Andy Johnston. Yeah. Uh, no longer a W. Yeah. Uh, and one more thing to look forward to. I know we've been talking about getting a guest on the show and we're, we've been talking about Mike Silver. Um, I have tweeted at him. He hasn't responded yet. So maybe we'll get at him. But I did talk to um, the Cal men's basketball strength and conditioning coach who actually lives in my building here. Um, and he, I asked him if he would want to come on the show. I said, yeah, let's just name a time, place. Um, and if it works out, let's work out. Um, so I'm going to try and email the Berkeley football or basketball basketball so nice. Nicodemus Nicodemus oh yeah sick yeah so I'll probably we'll probably email the Berkeley people we need to contact to make sure it's all good uh, but that's in the works as well so if we, if we can get him on the show I think that'd be cool getting an inside look at what happens during the off season um, and because I know a lot of people want to kind of want to know like what happens to players in the off season like do they practice by themselves like, do they just hit the gym by themselves? Yeah, I'm curious, yeah, about the lifting plans that they do yeah. and, like, how yeah. they eat and all that. That's yeah, I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Which, by the also, side fact, I just found out he is actually the cousin of Patrick Christopher. No way. Yeah. <laughs> Former California James. <laughs> LeBron James lookalike. Yep. At Cal. All right, so that wraps it up for us. You know uh, where to find all our stuff. You can find me on Twitter at Rob11HWNG. We'll, we're still convincing him to get a Twitter, so maybe maybe he will, maybe he won't, maybe he will, we'll maybe see. he won't. Okay, it's like a he loves me, he loves me not, just <laughs> plucking flowers away. <laughs> All right, um, that wraps it up for us. And as always, go Bears. Go Bears. You know it. Why you tell the story? Why you tell the whole damn world this is bear territory? You know it. Why you tell the story? Why you tell the whole damn world this is bear territory? You know. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.